0: Lad lad
1: lad lad lad
0: Mr Mason, it's time again we've got Euros fever. Welcome to the pod again. How are you doing?
1: I'm good man. We're back and ready. How are you? All good?
0: I'm doing fan dabby dozy. Thank you very much for asking. Uh
1: should we hit the ground running hard and tell the hearers what they're in for today? Let's do that. So as usual, Millsy, we'll start with our question of the day. We'll visit Millsy's corner where we will discuss the European Championship group stage. We'll put our sporting knowledge to the test and try and win some prizes in Mason's Moneymaker. And then we'll round things off with the answer to the question of the day. But before we go into all that, and before I ask you what you've been up to since we last spoke two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I'd like us both to stand, put a hand on our chest, take a deep breath, and show our respect for this week's podcast jingle. Bum, 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 bum. Subscribe to the Who to Nanny. Wow, Simon!
0: For once, your jingle brings a tear to the eye. I've never heard anything, anything as close to as beautiful as that just was. How,
1: how, how did you do it? It just came to me, Millsy. Um During the couple of weeks of watching the England football team, I don't know. Something just touched me inside and it shot that tune into my head and I came up with that so I hope the uh, everyone enjoyed that one and um, I, I'm dedicating that one to the England national team. I hope everyone enjoyed the imagery of Mason describing how, how he came up with something. <laughs> Less about that Millsy, what have you been up to in the last two weeks now since we last spoke? I mean apart from watching England absolutely conquer the world of European football,
0: With a goal difference like 2-0 after three games. I mean, (laughs) what is there more to say, to be honest? Um, No, but at work, there has been a huge debate broken out and is completely unrelated to football. Um, But I did want to get your two cents on it. Um, So it's actually split the office right down the middle. Um, The debate is, do you like your bananas a little bit more brown? A little bit more green and it says a lot about you as a person depending on what you pick. What's your take on this? Can I not just go for a yellow banana? You can go for a yellow banana, but every banana, you know, there is no perfect yellow banana. It's either a slightly little bit on the greener side or it's a slightly little bit on the on the on the on the browner side. I can't remember which colour I said first. That might be correct.
1: Yeah, okay. Um So when it's a bit greener, it's a bit harder and the banana has got a bit more crunch to it. Mm. When it's a bit more brown on the outside, then it's got sometimes some very, very squishy bits and those squishy bits make me very uncomfortable. Um, Texture is a very important part of food, actually. And one second, I'm going to stop you there and I'm Mm. going to make a
0: prediction to the listeners right now what color I think your banana is going to be so if you could close your ears for a sec put your fingers in your ears Mason is going to pick a green banana all right you can take your fingers out your ears now Mason what okay you can uh, take your fingers out your ears now um right. sorry please continue your diatribe diatribe ladies and gentlemen word of the week diatribe Ooh. Um, if you don't know what it means, then I don't really know either. But I think it's something to do with speaking. Can you
1: continue talking about bananas, Simon? Well, now I want to now I want to delve into the Hutanani's Word of the Week because we didn't have that since episode one, or maybe nope. I was even a pilot episode.
0: <laughs> it's it's something I've I've revived from the from the cold hard depths of Hutenani graveyards. Word of the week: diatribe, and I think it's something to do with like a speech. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic. I'd rather not talk about the word diatribe. I don't think many people want to talk about it, but try and try and use that in your day to day, dear hearers. The word diatribe. So Mason, I've made my prediction. You didn't hear it. Um, People can't see that. I do have video evidence. um, If people would like me to to release it, please. Continue your thoughts about bananas. I'm sorry if I knocked you off your thought train.
1: Yeah, well, well you certainly have done because now I've heard diatribe. And it's probably a podcast which uh, probably a podcast has never heard that word used quite so often in quite such a short amount of time. But where was I? Uh, yeah. So brown makes a very squishy banana on a, on occasion. or there's usually some parts are squishy, but the rest of it is still normal. And I don't like those squishy bits. Um, I'm also not particularly fond of a hard banana, but if I had to go one way or the other, I would prefer ever so slightly more hard than those really squishy parts. So I'm going to have to say ever so slightly green, but obviously I I want it close to the border. I want it close to that middle, close to the golden era. era. You are
0: a green banana person, Mr. Mason. I'm a brown banana person, Mm. Um, but my prediction was absolutely 100 percent correct because... You can judge what type of person someone is based on their type of banana. Uh-huh. It's genuinely a thing. I, I, I can look at a person on the street and I think I know exactly what type of banana that person eats. Mm. 100% true. And I've just proved it right there. Like you can you can ask me uh, what type of banana person I think you are. Tell me a few small details about yourself and
1: I'll tell you which type of banana you prefer. It's fine. OK, OK, so so can we get um can we get some some kind of hashtag into this? So, listeners, if you've listened this far into this episode, firstly, congratulations, as always. Mm. And secondly, send us an email with what's the hashtag, Mosey? It can either be
0: hashtag green banana thing or hashtag
1: brown banana boy. OK, I like it. And do do you want to tell us? I don't know if, if this is telling too much to the heroes, but what makes a person a brown banana person as opposed to a green banana person? Or is that giving too much too soon? I mean, it's more of a psychological thing, really. I'm I'm not sure if I just
0: just have a gift, perhaps, <laughs> where I can... You know, I, I know enough green banana people and brown banana people where I can see a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's, it's the same thing that separates Bournemouth and the forest, salmon fish finger eaters codfish finger eaters. It's the same cultural divides that we have within society that 50% will take their bananas green and they say, I want a crunchy, horrible, disgusting banana. And the rest will be like, I want a sweet, sweet, sweet sensation
1: of squishy banana in my mouth. Oh no, I can't. I can't be dealing with squishiness. Um, All right. Well, maybe we need to let people contact us and maybe we pick this up again next week. And in fact, if you want to send us an audio message. It doesn't have to be football-related. Let us know what type of bananas you prefer.
0: Absolutely, and why? And why? Because I read a stat once that something like 80% of people, I believe, and I'm pretty sure those numbers I'm quoting are correct, would go down, give oral oral attention to their partner, but would not put the squidgy part of the banana in their mouth, which is an interesting psychological take on things, Simon. I don't think it's going to allow that part to stay in. We'll release that in the X-rated part, the X-rated episode of version of this episode.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going if we keep that in, I'm going to have to click the, um, the explicit button on our podcast upload pr- provider. You're right. I mean, it's it's an adult theme
0: and the words or oral, oral attention should only be repeated in adult situations.
1: But, well, when you say oral attention, I'm assume you're referring to speaking to someone already. Right. What I mean what... is you will
0: kiss your wife on the face, even if she is a brown banana boy. OK. But yet you won't eat that banana yourself.
1: Yeah. OK, that makes sense. I'm good with that. We can keep that on the clean version. All right, we'll see if we get blocked. (laughs) Mason, what have
0: you been up to this week?
1: Well, I've actually been on holiday, which is why there wasn't a pod last week. So apologies to everyone out there who was waiting and waiting and waiting and thinking, why is this podcast, which I've subscribed to, not arriving on my phone in due time? It's because, dear hearers, I went off on a holiday to a farm, nonetheless. He's been taking a look at the uh, at the brown banana side of life, shall we say. You could say that. Um, half the family got sick. Uh, we thought we caught fleas. We thought we got COVID. And then a pig peed on my shoe. So it was a great week all round. And I am happy to be back here in the safety and security of the podcast.
0: I mean, this could be <laughs> this could be a children's book. It's, it's when Bournemouth visited, visits a
1: farm. Yeah, but Bournemouth and farms apparently don't mix. That's that's what I've learned in the last week.
0: Mm.
1: But anyway, you know, now we're now I'm back in familiar surroundings. I'm much more comfortable, and not only have I been to that farm, but I've also been very busy researching bowling podcasts because, as we mentioned on last week's episode, bowling was my uh, get to know Mason, and mm. um, I'll. I'm not going to lie. There's been absolutely no interest whatsoever. But in the thought process that there might be and people just lost my email address or or whatever, I've been doing my research and my research consisted of me searching for the word bowling on my podcast provider. (laughs) Millsy, do you you want to hazard a guess about how many bowling podcasts are out there?
0: I would. um, And I want to say 300 because as we remember from last week or you know, a few weeks ago, that is the top score. I've been listening, Mason, don't worry. If you did a a, a bowling podcast, I would listen. But taking a realistic look at things, I'm probably going to
1: say six. So I'm glad you've learned something new with the top score. I'd have been more impressed if you said there's 266 episodes, being, of course, my famous top score. (laughs) But there was, in fact, one podcast on Apple Podcasts, other podcast providers are available um, containing the word bowling in them and that one podcast had a total of one episode now I don't want to read too much into this but it <laughs> suggests to me that there's not too much of a market out there for bowling podcasts now let me just add as well that that one episode was only five minutes long so given that I'd put in my effort to to find this podcast I did give it a listen and I've got to say that was Five of the best minutes of my life. I found out that in 1366, King Edward III of England banned his troops from playing the game of bowling in the because of a fear that they would be distracted from their archery practice. Now, if that's not an absolute nugget of information, I don't know what is. And not only did he tell us that, but he followed it up with the fact that King Henry VIII bowled using cannonballs. So that piqued my interest. And I'm I'm all I'm all up for another bowling podcast. Well, I don't know what you think about that, Milsie.
0: Um, Well, firstly, I'd like to apologise to the heroes who have just been absolutely steamrolled by your um, absolutely, you know, unrequested and, and probably unwanted um, inundation of bowling facts, um, for which nobody asked for. I don't remember me saying, Mason, tell me more about the bowling podcast and what you heard. Um, I'm going to be honest, there is a reason that is on a bowling podcast and not this one. But I also want to to say that while you were looking, uh, well, sorry, while you were talking about the bowling podcast, I did a search in Spotify for the word bowling. And I can tell you that there are actually uh, two podcasts based on lawn bowls. Oh, uh. Which means there are there's there's one more podcast. About the sport of lawn bowls, than there is for ten-pin
1: bowling. Uh, I think that's an absolute travesty. And uh, the only thing I can do, really, to to put the world at ease is to to is to get involved. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go rogue, Millsy, and and upload a bowling podcast just to even up the numbers. There, I can't have lawn bowling. I mean, come on, I can't have lawn bowling beating ten-pin. That's that is just. Completely ridiculous. So I'm not having that. You put me on the chopping block last episode with your mention of bowling. So you say nobody asked. I'm pretty sure you asked last week. So this week I want to try and get my own with our Get to Know Millsy feature. So I was doing a little bit of digging around online. I started searching around on YouTube. I found a uh, DJ Nick Mills. And I know what you're thinking here is Nick's a DJ? well no he's not because it wasn't him it was another nick mills but then i found an mma fighter called mills and i thought oh my god that that wasn't him either so i kept on searching and i had to go f- pretty deep in my searches used all my technical know-how mm. and i came across a little video entitled saint jimmy's disciples so Millsy, maybe you want to fill us all in on saint jimmy's disciples God. So
0: Mason, you have found my deep dark secret, the deepest darkest secret um, that I that I have ever claimed to have. Uh, so this, this video uh, might be another scandal if I'm honest. This was done for a school project uh, while I was in sixth form. We had to build a website and I couldn't think of anything to do it for. So I created a fake band and uh, said I'll do it for them which then led to the fact that I had to create videos for said project. Um, one of them being this horrific cover of Green Day's Brain Stew, uh, where I got four mates together. One of them, you might recognise, on lead guitar, is the one and only Chisel. No, it's not. It's Chisel, it Chisel. Is. it's Chisel again. Yeah, I don't know how, but he's made it into this episode as well.
1: He's a bit, I mean, this is unbelievable. Chisel on a hat trick, I think, of consecutive episodes.
0: I've just built beer everywhere. Oh, that's all over my work stuff. All right. Um, yeah, so anyway, this, this video was made for a school project. And um, the scandalous side of this is that I was not allowed to appear myself within the project itself. Officially. So officially, it's my mate Henry on drums. It is not my mate Henry. And my mate Henry cannot play drums to save his life um when we took the picture of the people <laughs> of the people within the band on the profiles page um i believe henry was holding in one hand a thick marker pen and in the other hand perhaps a spoon i think uh, so that shows you the detail i went to because i forgot my drumsticks on on the day of the photo shooting with with big you know speech marks around them um and as I said, I'm not allowed to, I'm not supposed to appear in the project. What you see in the background of that video is me being an ass, pretending <laughs> to be like a roadie in the background and, and screaming, yeah, yeah, I love this guy. Not realizing that right behind me, there is a big old mirror on the wall. And you can see me in that. And you can see everything I'm doing, which I didn't realize at the time. And you can see me pretending to. To do drum rolls and everything, and 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 it's it's a spectacular thing. Um, I would say of beauty, but I honestly could never refer to it as that. And as I say, my deepest darkest darkest secret. We'll try and put it in the show notes here, if if that's Mm. a thing that's possible. I've heard that that's a thing that podcasts do, is they do show notes. And so, if you want the link to that, it will be in there.
1: Good luck. I think that's a great idea to share that. And I, I would draw people's attention to the lovely decor of the room that is it is being recorded in. And I've noticed a very nice clock on the mantelpiece. And I'm pretty sure TV was switched on.
0: It was it was a hotly contested snooker match that day that I didn't feel that I could um uh miss, even though we were doing a band photo shooting. Um and by the way, when I say band, it wasn't a band. Uh, me and Chisel were unofficially a band at one point. Um, I think we called ourselves Saint Jimmy's Disciples, and that's why I decided to call it that. Um, the bass player was not our bass player. He was a bass player, um, and he's a bass player I, I've you know worked with a lot. I say work. It's not work. I don't know why I keep playing this up as my as if I have a have a long musical history. I don't. Um, we jammed together a few times back in school when I when I owned a drum kit, um, and the singer. Good Lord he was he was not a singer Alex if you're listening to this don't take up singing it's not it's not <laughs> your forte it's 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 not I'm sorry um as as drumming was not mine and that's why you know I I do it rarely these days but yeah so that's Saint Jimmy's Disciples uh there was another video by the way there was a second video made and that was us doing American Idiot with a certain
1: Allah on vocals oh has that found its way to YouTube it hasn't that is lost. i I have literally
0: zero idea where the hell that is. it It got i'm I'm sure I've got it saved in a folder somewhere, somehow on some sort of memory stick that I could find you know somewhere at home. I'm sure I might have it somewhere, but oh, right. it's lost. It is lost to the world as far as I'm concerned. Um, I do not have the time, the patience, or the want to find it, to be honest. Um Alain, if, if you're listening, which I know you probably are, you know why.
1: Maybe we'll try and find that and upload a little quick snippet to episode, let's say, 25, big, big episode number 25. At this point, we can probably upload a, a quick, quick excerpt of, of a song that we're talking about anyway, straight to this podcast, can't we, Mosey?
0: Oh, we can. It's a lot of work in, in the editing process, which, again, <laughs> I take care of all by myself, as well as most social media. I just want to get this out there that Simon... Literally just turns up, you know, for a couple of hours a week, and that's his sort of uh, commitment to this podcast. He says he does man to man marketing, but um, you know, which which you know he says is him passing it on to his mates, whereas I do zonal marketing, where I just sort of post stuff and hope people will click on it, which has not been that successful at the moment. So you might you might be winning that war there, Si. So thank you very much for your contribution to this
1: podcast. (laughs) We'll let we'll let the hearers decide. And at this point, I'm going to open up another beer, as I've just had another of the second dressing down of the day. (laughs) Right. Anyway, I think that's enough of Get to Know Millsy. I've certainly learned a bit and I hope everyone else at home has. So what's next on the agenda? I think it might be a uh, certain question of the day. Ah, Yes,
0: we do have a question of the day. Um, It's going to be quite a long one, quite a long winded one. Um, Very gettable, I think. Uh, So I believe without having looked this up beforehand, uh, which, again, shows you my commitment level to this podcast. Um, I believe there's 11 winners of the Euros, um, you know, keeping it topical at at this time for everyone. I believe there have been 11 winners. um, Unless you're listening to this way far in the future, which, by the way, if you have found this way far in the future, sort of after the Euros has ended, well, then thank you very much for listening um, because you have looked very long and hard into the annals of of podcasting history to to find this thing thank you as i say i believe there have been 11 different winners he says as he quickly looks it up i was telling a complete and utter porky good good 11
1: sounds a lot yeah
0: nine winners nine winners 11 different finalists though so i feel i was on the right track and i'm going to claim as if i as if i knew that stat instead and got the two mixed up uh, there have been nine winners of, of the Euros, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and all I want uh, from Simon is uh, to name them. Well, all of them? Just to name them. Yep, you've got to name all the winners of the okay. Euros. We'll give that a go. If you like, for bonus points, you can guess the two finalists as well, if you like.
1: Well, why not? We'll see how it goes, shall we? Yeah. What's next, Si? Well, at this point, we're going to make sure we're all dressed up. We've got our three-piece suit on. We've got our bow tie. Indeed. We've got our hat. Uh, what type of hat? Because um, I-, I forgot to mention at this place we're going to next, it is only, f- only fez is allowed. Well, I was going to have a top hat on because I felt that matched the suit. But all right, I'll hang on. Top hat just being taken off, thrown up to the side. And luckily enough, you'll never guess what, Millsy. I've got a fez right here.
0: here oh. There you
1: go. Beautiful. lovely ready. well okay in which case i can be please uh one admittance to milsey's corner milsey's corner
0: yeah beautiful um welcome to milsey's corner uh you want to tell us what we're talking about today because as i say i haven't prepared for this at all
1: so please let me know what we're talking about well today considering the European Championships are in full swing and we we missed an episode last week for a well needed vacation for one half of this podcast team and when I say when I when I say one half of a team obviously I mean one half of the, the the faces or the voices of the team as we've mentioned previously there's a huge team behind this pod but we wanted to talk about the European Championships and I think a lot of people have obviously been watching along and we wanted to have a little quick chat about how it how it's all going what we think of England's chances specifically, um, how the performances have been so far, whether we've got any goal of a tournament contenders so far, any shock results, any dark courses. Mm. And we'll see where the conversation takes us. So, Milsey, just what, what do you reckon so far? What's happened with England? Are you happy with how they've done? Are you impressed? Are you disappointed? Um, I know this could be a four hour conversation, but let's let's keep it short and sweet for the listeners. How's it going so far?
0: All right. Well, I, I just made a noise. I don't know if that came out on the audio, but I just made a noise, and it's exactly how I would describe England's performance so far at the Euros. It's just. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a look, actually.
1: I'm going to have a look to see if it's actually our best performance ever at a Euros. Well, I tell you one thing that is the best. We have never, I think I'm right in saying, we have never won the opening game. So we it's did true. that.
0: Yeah, so that's,
1: all, that, that's yeah. already created a record for us. And I, I, I mean, I don't know this. You can look it up now, but I don't think, or I don't remember, going for a group stage undefeated, or at least having seven points from nine. Let's have a look. Oh, I'm actually looking at their World Cup record, which is not what I want at all. Um, all no, right. Well, it's not as topical.
0: I mean, there was no group stages in 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 uh 1968 so we'll leave that one we didn't qualify for the next two uh we didn't get past the group stage in the next three that we qualified for four in total uh we reached the
1: semi-finals in 96 but we didn't do good in that group stage we had a pretty poor group stage if i remember correctly i think we opened up with a draw against switzerland from memory is correct yeah um and then we beat Scotland, obviously, in the second game. That was the famous Gaza goal. Mm. I think that was the second game. 2-0, if I remember rightly. Oh. Third game. Third game.
0: You have to remember this one. Probably our best performance ever at a Euros. Was it
1: against Netherlands? It was indeed. Or,
0: um,
1: we scored four, but I don't know if it was four nil or four one. Choose one.
0: Four nil it was not it was 4-1 um (laughs) simon you are speaking as as if you were born and alive to see it you know i mean (laughs) we all know that you're in your mid-20s of course um and that's obviously not a lie to our hearers right and you are of course mid-20s but of course a top football historian
1: exactly i i I, i've gone back through the um the catalogue of of England VHSs, which would have been around back at that time, you know, to watch it in its full, what's yep. the opposite of HD glory. LD glory. What's that? what does the L stand for there, Cy? Si? Low. No. I think it's standard is the one you're looking for. Well, okay, SD then. Yeah, there we go. I can answer what's what does the L stand for with standard, could I? <laughs> I mean I could have done, but I'd have I mean I would have looked stupid on on even more levels than I already did. anyway, <laughs> we're digressing as always, but yeah, mm. so it's a poor, poor group stage, but obviously an, an amazing tournament. I think a lot of our people listening at home will be fondly remembering back to Euro 96 right now.
0: Uh, I was four at the time, so
1: yeah you know, us excluded
0: us us two excluded, both of us uh, excluded. You've definitely not done that from memory of watching those games, of course. <laughs> uh, we did also go unbeaten in the Euro 2000 group stages. Um, I'm looking, looking up, like. so that's actually two group stages we've gone unbeaten in. Oh, hang on, that's an absolute lie. Why is that? Why is that thing just lied to me? Oh, because I'm looking at the wrong numbers. I apologize. There, um, it's the 2012. 2012 group stages we went unbeaten in. Actually, um, that one, I, that one we do remember. You know, being brings being sprightly young gentlemen as we were. <laughs> um we actually got through that one with seven points i remember drawing okay. with france in the first game yeah and then uh then we beat sweden three two and then and then we drew uh won one nil against ukraine i remember rooney scored a goal and um, to get that one it might have been a cracker i'm not sure um but yeah that was that was that group stage we also got seven points there and also a plus two goal difference so what's better scoring five or scoring two and and you know three clean sheets i think if you ask gareth with two defensive midfielders, you know, I mean, we were playing the giants of Scotland and the titans of the Czech Republic. I mean, you're going to play two DMs. You want to secure that nil-nil, you know, thing. And a one nil is just a bonus if we're really on it. So honestly, I've been I've been very impressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to look at that, isn't there? I mean, from a defensive perspective amazing and and i think even if you know if i had offered you before this tournament started two one nil wins and a nil (laughs) nil you probably would have taken it i think most of us probably would have said yeah we'll take that because you know undefeated in group stage great um three clean sheets brilliant okay offensive not not so fantastic but you know there's there's also other other teams who have done very well after having a poor group stage right in 2016 um, and I'm going to give away one of my answers here, but Portugal won in 2016, uh, their group stage was three draws. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, very poor including, group stage, if they're not to
0: win it. Including a 3-3 draw with Hungary, which Germany got last night, which does not make our Romans very well, uh, very good, for, um,
1: for our next game, actually. So, um, that's why I'm not very confident about that. Yeah. Well, it, well let's talk about Hungary, then. Are they the... Obviously they had, they didn't qualify, but are they the um, the underdog that performed the best in this tournament? Would you say the most most surprised results? I mean, they got a draw with France, they got a draw with Hungary. They, I mean, they looked like they were going to beat Germany actually um, until the last moments. But they they got two very impressive draws in in a group. I'd probably have expected them to get zero points in true i mean
0: yeah i mean in in terms of underdogs i mean sweden finished top of the group undefeated Mm -hmm. as well um also with a plus two goal difference Um, and they actually had a better group than we did so you know in terms of underdogs they've done very well also playing very defensive football Uh, but honestly i'd be much happier you know having gone through with a nil nil a one nil and a three two if we we beat scotland three two i'd be absolutely over the moon about this group stage um but that 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 is a black mark, if I'm honest. That was the game. That gap game, I was looking forward to since it got made. Since it became a thing, I was looking forward to that game. And that, for me, has been the single biggest disappointment in my life of the last 18 months. Okay? (laughs) Throughout the whole corona thing. I got put into furlough for six months. You know, it didn't turn out to be a bad six months. Uh, You know, I got the summer off, basically. But anyway, aside from that, um, I would like to um, apologise for any viewers who who may have been affected by the coronavirus crisis. But (laughs) this game against Scotland was that big of a disappointment for me. I can't describe how
1: sad that made me and how much faith I lost in in Gareth Southgate because of it. Yeah, no. and And I think that's completely fair. And as you know, Millsy, I had tickets to that game back and I got tickets back when it said England versus question mark. Mm. We are waiting for the, the final teams to qualify and it got announced it was Scotland. And I thought England versus Scotland at Wembley a in a European championship to finally live this moment, obviously, because I missed 96 um, in all its glory. But to watch an England team live against Scotland at Wembley would have been absolutely, you know, a, a dream. And I think after that game of watching it, actually, I've got to say, I'm fairly happy I didn't go
0: yeah to be fair that is that is 300 quid down the drain i mean as i say you and i both you know you and i both myself and yourself also have been brought up on stories of us defeating scotland at wembley and the the day the tartan army came to town um and so i I thought you know this is going to be our generation's version of that right and it wasn't it was it was
1: It wasn't. wasn't I've seen videos of Gazza scoring his wonder goal, tipping the ball over Colin Hendry's head, volleying it, which was more of a scuff, but he scuffed it into the bottom corner. He dived down onto the floor. He did the dentist chair celebration. He had his blonde hair, which brings us very nicely onto Phil Foden. Mm. And did you see what Foden said about if England win the European Championships? I didn't. Please enlighten me. So if slash when England win the Euros the entire England team are going to dye their hair blonde Foden has come out and said that what do you think
0: well I think I think he's speaking on very shaky foundations if I'm <laughs> honest I mean he pictured uh, Calvin Phillips with his little you know spider barnet you know the thing that <laughs> looks like two little spiders on his head
1: can you picture that coming out blonde I mean yeah I'm not so I'm not I'm not sure what because Foden didn't really elaborate is everyone keeping their own hairstyles and just dying it blonde so he's going to have his little pigtails or are they all doing the same hairstyle in blonde in a blonde cut I don't know that bit's unclear do we have any bold players because I mean
0: that's sort of that sort of you know hairist should we call it I don't think we do do we no, long gone are the days that Andy Johnson graced our pitches, you know. <laughs> That's true.
1: And do you want to do you want to make a commitment right now, Milzy? Do we want to join Foden and the team?
0: All right.
1: If, <laughs> if England win this
0: tournament, I will make sure that at the end of it, my hair is blonde.
1: OK, I mean, this is easier for you to say, considering you are <laughs> you are blonde. Um, blondish and on the hair colour. And if anyone's seen our little um what they called emojis, they'll see that you are a fair haired chap. And and my hair is, is slightly darker. So this is this is a big bit of a bigger commitment for me. But I I reckon if England win the Euros and if we get at least 40 emails yeah 40 emails mm-hmm. with a hashtag milsey and mason go blonde then we'll 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 both dye our hair blonde for the euros after after if we if we win it when when you say 40 emails do
0: you mean from 40 singular people or just 40 emails saying that because i i can picture one of my mates listening to this and thinking well i'm making Mills blonde
1: 40 different 40 different people emailing us before the final or do we say before the no before the semi-final Let's let's get people committed to this. They have to listen to this and email us in, and then we'll commit to it.
0: All right. So we've got several hashtags. We've got um, we've got brown banana boy, I think it was, and um, green banana thing, and also milsey and Mason go blonde. Yeah. So uh, they have to be emails. You can't just text me on WhatsApp or you know email uh, messages on Instagram. All of our socials, by the way, have a link tree on it, and you can find our email address. So there's no sort of complaining that that's not a thing. If you have Instagram, you have the ability to email us. And if you want to see us blonde, I'm not sure there's gonna be 40 of you out there. So I'm feeling pretty safe in this. Um, I mean, if you want to see Mason, and I both being blonde, then yeah, I'm up for that. I mean, you're known as being one who goes in for for hair bets, uh, which is why you can basically make a ponytail right now when we made that commitment several months ago to going for ponytails and you will also notice my my very clean shaven and well uh figured hair if
1: i may say so myself yeah i I, i'm i'm game and i think if people want to see this you know share the pod with your friends get them to listen get them to email in and if england win the euros you've got our verbal agreement right here right now so get listening get recommending anyway Let's not talk about that too much because I'd rather not dye my hair blonde. <laughs> um, goal of a tournament, Milsey. Any thoughts from your side? Goal of the tournament. You've
0: thrown that on me, haven't you? Let's have a. I mean, obviously you've got you've got that that thick finish, you know, is rather chic. And uh, we actually had one bold claim from Mr. Tony Deneen who's also been mentioned on this pod in the past. That if he gets one more goal, he's guaranteed Premier League football next season, which I think is a you know a big thing to to guarantee but hey he's he's putting his reputation on it so i i mean obviously his whether it was such a great goal i don't know it was just sort of kind of fell to him and he just kind of put it in it was a good finish it went top corner if i'm honest but
1: whether it was such an amazing finish i don't know what about yours so i I've, I've got two i think the, the chick um goal against scotland was it i think it was a very good goal i mean the finish was decent but the thing that actually pulled my attention wasn't the goal itself, it was the, it was the velocity um, that the goalkeeper ran into the net with. He was obviously way out of his area, he very, very much tried to recover it, mm. ran top speed, bounced into the net, and he bounced quite far, but his legs kind of got tangled, so if you haven't seen this already, YouTube it, because it's, it, it's, it's amazing to see. And as a Goalkeeping extraordinaire as as myself, yeah. I have also kind of experienced this as I ran backwards to try and save a shot and ran headfirst into a, into the post. <laughs> so it's it's always good fun to do. But the way this guy kind of bounced off the net, but then tangled himself in, in the net, and and it took him a good few minutes getting out of it as well, which which was always entertaining. The other goal that springs to my mind is is Yarmolenko against Netherlands. Um, yeah. Lovely little kind of. Yeah, touched it onto his left, top corner, uh, curled it into the top corner to tie up the game 2-2 um, at, at the time. Obviously, there was subsequent goals in that game. But I think one of those two for now. But obviously, we'll we'll see if there's any more in the knockout stages.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, there is another one I, I would like to mention. Um, there's another couple I'd like to mention, actually. Um, one of them was um, Salai um, for, for Hungary. I mean, that diving header. Yeah. Sumptuous, if I'm honest. It was absolutely yeah. everything you want from a header. It was just a thing of beauty. It was, it was art. It was, it was a, a piece of art being made there. I mean, the the whole, you know, roar of the crowd afterwards. The Hungarians going nuts. They gave a heroic performance. Mr. Akos Mester, if you're listening right now, your boys did you proud. And, um, you guys can go out this tournament with your head high. Uh, the other, the other one, um, was, uh, Mr. Uh, Darmsgard. Um from denmark against russia uh seems a good kid 20 20, um, 20 years old signed for 5 million for Sampdoria by uh one mr claudio ranieri um who looks like he's got big things ahead of him i mean it was, just, it, it was again a beautiful finish that christian Eriksen himself um would have been would have been very proud of
1: yeah i think the, the only thing i would touch upon that is on that on that first goal um Was it a because I thought the header was good, right? It was well, it was very well placed. It didn't have much power on it, and I'm not sure if Neuer should have let that in. I mean, he got a hand to it, and
0: yeah,
1: Neuer is, is known in Germany as the
0: Wall. You know, he's known as the Wall, and so if if it gets past him, then it kind of has to be good. I mean, I was seeing, I saw it, and as i say just just watch just watch the video of it and it's just a beautiful header i mean it's it's just it's just beautiful whether it was whether it should have been saved or not i think is is irregardless it wasn't so it yeah. was good enough at the end of the day the the thing the point is it doesn't it doesn't have to be directly in the corner with with a huge amount of power it has to be good enough to go in and it
1: was So yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Did you? I don't know if you've seen this, and I don't know if this is in all, in all stadiums. I only noticed it um, in in the Munich stadium. They got like a gladiator type hidden door by by the subs bench. Have you seen this? It's like a retracting door off, like in the floor. It retracts, and then a player came up, and then it went back in again. But I've got no idea where they've come from or whether they have to be down there. Have you seen that? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I think it's at Fiorentina Stadium. I used to live in in Florence
0: for a while, and, and Fiorentina, you don't really see where the players come out from. And and so that might be the same concept. I mean, these new stadiums, I was I was at the Stade de France once, and um they actually have it so that the that the first four rows of seats can actually be moved back so that when they host a concert there and you have standing in those areas those seats just get moved back it looks it looks just like, like a regular stadium oh simon sneezing thank god he's gone on mute um but w- w- when when they have a stadium there the seats literally can be moved back the, the stadium can be moved it's a, it's a movable stadium so the things they can do with stadiums
1: these days are incredible. Kids today don't know they're born, do they? I mean, the stuff that we used to put up with, I mean, the, the stuff that former generations had to put up with, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I, yeah, anyway, I, I saw that little hidden trap door. I thought that was pretty cool. So I've got, to, I've got to look up for that in other cities. Maybe they're in other stadiums as well, but I noticed it on the uh, on the Munich game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think final, final topic for this group stage conversation, which team is our shout-out? For who's going to win the tournament? Ooh, that was
0: a good choice. I've been watching a lot of football. My girlfriend has not seen me a lot over the past couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest.
1: Um, she is delighted.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say you know she's not, but honestly, I don't think I don't think she minds. Um, shout out for winning the tournament. I mean, Italy is one. Yeah. Whether they have the quality, I don't know. You know, because mm. they're they're playing a, a lot like Spain did a few years ago when when they won it in 2012 without a striker. Whereas they're where they're sort of just a, a, a they have a great t- togetherness in the team. There is no one star, but they all contribute. Whether they have the the, the quality of that Spain team, I, I I doubt. So I do doubt their credentials. They I think they play Belgium in the next round, if I if I'm correct. And no, they play Switzerland. Okay, sorry, sorry, they play
1: Austria. Austria. Austria
0: so yeah okay you both got it wrong um
1: and you were apparently looking at it, I think yeah um
0: so it's impressive
1: um the the flag looks like a France flag um when you quickly look down at your phone
0: <laughs> yeah and also if you think the color blue is green but
1: um <laughs>
0: uh no they, they'll smash Austria they'll smash them um three three ones my pick there I'm um, Austria will score because Austria, Austria has some pretty decent time they've got the best Austria team they've been for a few years but um yep I think Italy will win. Um, Belgium or Portugal? I think Belgium will do it. I think Belgium have learned from a lot of past failures, and I think they're probably a stronger team. Ronaldo's powers are are fading a little bit. They did scrape through the group stage a little bit. So I do think Belgium will beat them, and I don't think Italy will beat Belgium. I think Belgium is is probably my pick for for the one side.
1: Mm.
0: It just depends
1: on whether they can beat France in the semis. Right. I mean, that would be a fantastic match, though, right? That, I mean, that's a that's a that's a dream. That that's really a, a fine a final match. Well, it should be mm. a final game. Belgium Belgium against France, but absolutely, that'll be an amazing semi. Mm.
0: So I think on that side, I think it's probably Belgium is my pick on the other side to get to the final. I think it's the winner of England Germany. To be honest, the Netherlands have been yep. doing very well, and they do have a, a sort of you know sort of underestimation about them uh, this season because they've been out for a couple of tournaments. Um, But, again, I don't think they have that quality and that, you know, decisive killer blow to to sort of win a semi-final, especially if it's in London and it's England. So I do think the winner of England, Germany, will do it. I mean, I'm backing England, of course, although I did say earlier I didn't have a lot of confidence. I am going to back
1: England to do it. If they beat Germany, we're getting to the final, I reckon. It's a very difficult one, isn't it? England should beat Germany on paper, I would say. Mm. But just based on past experiences and the psychology of the game, that's what I'm worried about. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm hopefully it's coming home, but we'll have to see. And and, and yeah, if if they beat Germany, I think England are going all the way to the final, and it will be a very tough game with Belgium. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Belgium or Belgium or England.
0: So here's my theory. Gareth Southgate is taking us through he, he's, he's taking us through his demons of his career. So at the World Cup, we won our first game on penalties at the World Cup, right? Which was one of his big failings as a player. Yeah. He missed the penalty. Yeah. Who did he miss that penalty against in the semifinal? Germany. Yeah. So I think he's just taking us through through his own demons, and conquering Germany will then, you know,
1: be him conquering his demons and i think i think we can do it let's hope so and um obviously tune in on the following weeks to find out if they won it or just watch the match alternatively that also works yeah honestly
0: um i think uh if we do lose the next podcast is just going to be an hour of us crying i think <laughs> really i I, I, could, I could probably hold that up for an hour if we do lose uh, we do by the way for those who don't know we do both live in germany so for us
1: it is a hundred percent more embarrassing if we lose at home to them. So to, to be fair, knowing, knowing most of the people listening, they'd probably be quite happy to listen to us cry for an hour. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it, it would be the most entertaining crying you've ever heard in your entire
1: life. All right,
0: Mason, you got any more last final thoughts on Euro 2020 before it's over next week?
1: No, I, no, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to dye my hair blonde. <laughs> so once again, if you want to see that, email us in tell your friends, and it's coming home. It's coming home. Come on, boys. Mm. It's coming. Get ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait.
0: I can't wait to come home. All right, then. Well, since Euro 2020 is now over, um, by the time you're listening to this, it might well be over if you listen to it a bit late. And again, if you're listening to it in a few years, and you've lost a little bit of the context, well, your own fault. No, but I think it's time to swivel
1: on over to
0: Mason's moneymaker yeah
1: and at this point I want to give a shout out to the EFL because today the championship fixtures were announced or released I don't know what they do one or the other so I've got a a little moneymaker here this is only for our listeners or hearers in the UK it's called Skybet EFL rewards so if you are a fan of the championship or the EFL or in general just if you're a football fan looking to some, win some prizes log in or download and log into the EFL rewards app basically it's a win draw win predictions app um, you basically just predict a few few results similar to what we're doing on perfect picks at the moment for European championships and they've got some really cool prizes uh, you can win uh, replica shirts you can win tickets to games you can get free online access to watch games uh, at least they did that last season I don't know how it's going to work next season with uh, everybody hopefully returning to stadiums but possibly I imagine they'll do that again and not only that but they've got a ultimate prize bundle for the final winner thousand pound in cash your club signed shirt uh, replica football football manager digital code and we talked about football manager on, on one of our recent pods so you know this is all linking together as if it was planned and if that's <laughs> not enough you get a Papa John's big match bundle worth £28.99 so get on down to Skybet Bet EFL rewards and tip away and talking about tipping Milsey, of course we've got a Perfect Picks League. So
0: again, I don't get any comment on Mason's Moneymaker. All right. Well, bloody hell. I mean, I, I'm going to say one thing. I hope that after naming all of those brands there, they're at least going to give us one share on on um, on social media. I mean, it's the least they could do. I mean, if Papa John's needed some sort of marketing ploy, then sharing our podcast could be exactly for them. I mean,
1: if you consider a Papa John's, target demographic it probably is our hearers so uh, i'll get in touch with papa john's you know as i as, as you know i do a lot for this podcast especially around the marketing so i'll see what i can sort out there and we'll see if we can announce uh, our next episode with a, with a big name sponsor but moving on to other tipping apps we've got perfect picks and we've got a little update on our football hootenannies european championships league Mm. which there's a good 23 members of. I've got to immediately exclude one Josh Cherry, who's (laughs) over 100 points below 22nd in his famous 23rd spot. I have had a look at Josh Cherry's predictions, and I'm not sure if he's fully understood the concept of the app. He has predicted what seems to be the underdog in every single game to win by... A margin of 50 so I'm glad you're j- you've joined us Josh and keep on keep on playing uh, I guess better luck next time um, um, I, can, I can I can assure you
0: Simon um, I have been in contact with uh, mr. Josh cherry um, and I can assure you he knows absolutely hundred percent what he's doing um, he is achieving all of his goals um, Apparently, by by a hundred points,
1: he's 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 absolutely smashing his goals. Well, you say that, but he did have a, have a very good recent contest number five where he foolishly tipped Switzerland to win, and, and they did, and that was his star pick. So yeah. he, you know, if he's trying to do badly, he's made a fall out of himself right there. Yeah, he would have been absolutely devastated about that. <laughs> so I, I can assure you. So that's that's Josh Cherry. Um, We've got we've got people who've done, we've had some fantastic contest results. Um, some people doing very well in the league in general. Shout out to Luke Bennett, who had an amazing contest free, 78 points. Pretty much perfect picking, a lot of them, uh, down in 19th in total. We've got Louis, the contributor of last week's question, up in 14th. We've got your co-podcast hosts, Mason and Millsy in 10th and 9th, respectively. There's a huge 1.55 points separating us, Millsy. So this is a uh, true battle to the death here. (laughs) And then... Sorry, but I, I feel
0: like you're refusing to mention which one of us is ahead because of which one of us is ahead. Right. I said,
1: I, No, no, no. I said Mason and Milsey in 10th and 9th, respectively. So for those hearers who understand the term respectively, they will understand that Mason is in 10th and Milsey is in 9th. And they understand more about that word than Milsey. So respectively is our new Putanani's <laughs> word of the week. We'll ignore that one that got mentioned earlier. We'll put this one onto social media instead. Beautiful. Okay, and then let's let's head up straight into our top five. Let's no messing about. So number five, James Bradford, um, two hundred eighty-four points. fine. great work, James. Fourth, Henry Broom, who was um, ghost drummer for for Saint Jimmy's Disciples, supposedly. Okay. Amazing to link that into uh, today's uh, getting to know Millsy. Third place, oh. Navid Khan, two nine five. A certain Stephen Mills. In the silver place spot at the moment, he'll be delighted. And I'm sure my my co-host is either delighted or devastated by the fact that his namesake is up in second place. Um, Well, actually, I think I think all we need to say is that Millsy is in second place. Yeah. okay, Millsy is in second place. And uh, we're 300 points and uh, we've got to give a huge shout out here to Nepal's very own Suya Dungana with. (laughs) 339 points he is absolutely smashing our league now the problem is milsey and mm. this is a big problem for me i've had a look at our listener statistics today we have not got one listen of the pod from nepal mm. so how, how do we feel about this
0: i mean he is just he just barges his way into our league and he is making us look absolute fools with it
1: mm. He is, he is. He's he's absolutely, I mean, he's tipping like some kind of master, uh, well, tipper for lack of a better word. But (laughs) Suya, if you're listening, which I sincerely hope you are, you need to get in touch extremely quickly because there could be a cull um, from this league, if not. So get in touch with us because uh, otherwise Millsy, Maybe crowned the champion if he remains up in that second place. So yeah, there's a couple more weeks of competing to do. Keep on tipping, keep on enjoying, and uh, we'll see who wins. Yeah,
0: thank you for everyone who's taken part. Um, as I said, I mean, you're showing the very dark side of Bournemouth, their side with your with your warning of Culling. I mean, I didn't think Culling was as as a as a, as a man who's just visited a farm. I understand where, where, where you've got the, the, you know, the idea of culling from. You've probably been speaking a lot to the farmer.
1: Right. Well, you know, that, that pig peed on my show. Uh, we'll leave the rest to your imagination.
0: Let's just say the Mason family ate very well the next morning.
1: There was a lot of bacon on offer. Let's just say if that pig was listening to our podcast previously, we've got one less listener.
0: All oh, right. I, th- I think it's it's probably about time to call it there, wouldn't you say?
1: Well, I think that's a certain question of the day to revisit.
0: Oh, true. Oh, I'm, I'm already called it quit, quits. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question of the day. Let, let's let's go for it. Um, all right. Uh, let me just get up my answer sheet here because I'm allowed then.
1: Mm. So would you like to start? I'm going to start with the one I mentioned earlier. So uh, Portugal won it. um, I can't remember which year it was.
0: 2012? I mean, you did mention, Simon. I'm pretty sure you mentioned earlier that it was last time. (laughs) I did, yeah. 2016, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I also mentioned who won it in 2012 already. So sorry for
1: spoiling that as well. Portugal Portugal in 2016. There you go. Uh, will be my first one and then i'm gonna go for greece greece did win it all right yeah um next uh well of course england should have won it in 96 but it went to germany boom that they won three next i'll go for italy 1968 oh wow okay uh didn't realize it was quite that long ago but okay that's fine for me France, I think, won it after they won the World Cup. So that would be World Cup '98 and Euros 2000.
0: Euro 2000, indeed. Um, I believe they, they also won in 1984. I believe with Michel
1: Platini. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, what are we up to? Five. I believe that's five. Yeah. Uh, Spain went on a run of didn't they win three consecutive tournaments? Um, a Euros, yeah. a World Cup, and a Euros around 20 around 2010, roughly. Yeah, so they won the
0: 2010 World Cup and the Euros before and after in 08 and 2012. They've also won it three times. They also won
1: it in 1964. Okay, that's six. Okay, now we're going to start sorting out the men from the boys, which is where I'm going to struggle. What big footballing nation have I not said yet? Are there any surprise ones here? Uh, Should these be obvious? Uh, There's a couple of
0: countries who don't exist anymore. Um, Oh, yeah there's two countries who don't exist anymore and two who do still exist and one of them was a
1: surprise it's not it's not someone like yugoslavia is it no but they were one of the finalists for your bonus points oh damn it okay okay i got a finalist that's 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 also good i guess (laughs) um a country that doesn't exist anymore probably one of the
0: most known countries in the world that does not exist anymore officially ussr bingo they Ah. won it in
1: 1960 they won the inaugural they won won it okay okay uh what are we up to seven um have netherlands won it they have 1988 okay that's eight ah one more um I actually lied earlier. Uh,
0: there are 10 winners. <laughs> oh, no. You <laughs> just recounted. So 10 winners. You got two more.
1: I don't know. Oh, I can't even remember who I've said now. Um,
0: so there's one. There's there's one that was a surprise. OK. Uh, and one
1: country that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I, mm, I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I will shout out. I don't think it's what it's right. But Croatia it is wrong um if i tell you the year of one of them you might get that you definitely know
0: the story of this of this team winning the euros okay. everyone knows the story
1: yeah now you can see oh, here we go ah oh, denmark 1992 bingo damn it oh yeah thank you thank you for the clue there for the assist we'll give you the assist on that one um <laughs> That of course, very famous story. Denmark were eliminated and then got pulled back in because of uh, wasn't it? Was it you? Was it Yugoslavia going into war? Exactly, civil war in Yugoslavia. So thank you, civil war
0: in Yugoslavia. You gave us one of the best stories of recent years and also one of the worst. So again, <laughs> groundbreaking.
1: Uh, going onto a onto a tangent as we like to do on this podcast, that, Final, I think it was a final, was the reason why the back pass rule got introduced, because Denmark were taking the proverbial with constantly passing it back to uh, Mr. Peter Schmeichel just to constantly waste time throughout the entire match.
0: Again, this this has been told to us down through stories from our fathers. Yes, and grandfathers. Right. And we nobody, neither of us experienced this live in the flesh, of course.
1: Right. Um, OK, the, the last one I'm I'm going to have to. I, I, I don't know the last one. I can't I can't think of a country that doesn't exist that would have won a European championships. So uh, if you're listening at home and shouting out apologies to you. But Milzy, yeah. please fill me in. Yeah. So uh, this is the one I also didn't get
0: uh, whilst um, doing this quiz on BBC Sport in midweek. Shout out to BBC Sport quizzes. They, you know, occupy me when I'm supposed to be working. Um, yeah, this is the one I didn't get is Czechoslovakia oh really yeah or, or the czech republic these days uh, yeah. um it's how they've decided decided to define it on this on the wikipedia website i don't know why they haven't gone with slovakia as well but it's the czech republic so we've actually beaten um a former winner of this of this tournament this week so it can't be too bad surely that's a good omen yeah we'll take that yeah um also would you like to try and name the other finalist in 1980
1: in 1980 yeah uh well, I'll tell you who I know it's not. It's not going to be Scotland, because I read this week that Scotland have qualified for, if I remember correctly, 11 major tournaments, and they've been knocked out of a, at the group stage on every single one of them. Bingo. Which, which I thought was incredible when I read that. Um, the, no, I, I've got no idea who the other finalists would have been. Um, uh, Hungary, Sweden... And uh, Norway. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's one of the favourites for this tournament. Bel
1: Belgium. Bingo. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Belgium. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, I I've learned something there. Thank you for that question, Milzi. I hope the the heroes at home enjoyed that one. Yeah, I mean, the, there's going to be a lot of cutting out I do to this section to cut out the oos and
0: ums of Simon in between his answers, of course. And also me probably torturing him a little bit to, at the end. Um, we'll, we'll make it look real great in this segment, Simon. Don't you worry.
1: Hey, I, you always make me look like a million bucks, Millsy, when you're doing your editing process. There is a lot of stuff.
0: We, we, have, we have basically enough content after about six episodes. We're on episode six now. I don't think we even, even mentioned that. It's episode six, isn't it? If I'm um, if I'm correct because yeah
1: last last time with Chisel it was uh, the fifth episode that's right that was our, our best uh, jingle to date I think that uh, occurred on that episode but you know I keep on I keep on hearing there's there's once for more people outside the window chanting for Mason's jingles to return so they'll they'll keep on coming
0: <laughs> lucky you listeners hearers lucky you um all right I think that's probably it for today. Um, I would like to say you can find us, we probably should have said this earlier because not a lot of people have have listened to this point. Um, If if, if you have listened to this point, um, then send us something that says something along the lines of, I'm a brown banana boy, but green banana things are all right. Or the other way around, if you are so inclined. I'm a green banana thing, but a brown banana boy is all right. It's a nice short
1: hashtag like we generally tend to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there's about five or six hashtags you can send us in there to, to prove that you're listening. Um, again, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube now. Um, I, I haven't got around to uploading everything to YouTube yet. We've got the preview episode. It took me an hour and a half to upload. So that just tells you about my Internet connection. Um, it, but it is on there. Um, we are, as I say, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, and a bunch of podcast listening places. Uh, new, newly, Podcast Addict was specially requested by by a potential hearer of ours. So if you if you go on Podcast Addict, we are on there. I think that's probably all I have to to say for today. Uh, Simon, you want to add anything? No,
1: I think we covered a good range of uh, topics there. The only thing i would ask Millsy is do we get a little a little teaser for next week to uh Ooh. keep those hearers intrigued and excited for the following week's episode
0: a little timmy teaser a little timmy tuchel teaser um i think next week we're going to be having a fun episode because i think next week uh, you know <laughs> unless we spend an hour crying of <laughs> um, unless it's not that then it will probably be us playing a little game
1: of Would you rather Oh, well, I'm intrigued do, Are you going to tell us a little bit more Or do people need to tune in I mean, it's going to be
0: football related uh, One question I thought uh, Could be one Is, would you rather Have two left feet But It's Cristiano Ronaldo's left foot uh-huh. Or would you rather have Three feet Your choice of two left and one right or two right and one left. But they're all Scott McTominay's feet.
1: Oh OK OK.
0: Yeah, so that might be that might be one of the questions we, we approach next week It's just something I've I've had on my mind for a while and maybe we might talk about. Um, yeah, so that's it for next week. Simon, Mr Mason, I keep calling you. Simon, uh, Mr Workshop. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Hear us, let us us know what you thought. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Mason?
1: Thank thank you, Millsy. And if people want to answer that question about Ronaldo's feet or McTominay's feet, leave us a message on anchor.fm forward slash Millsy Mason forward slash message. And we'll play you out next pod. Sounds wonderful. I can't wait.